0: Welcome, everyone, once again to another episode of The Noisecast. With us today, we have um, someone that's that's not unfamiliar with the world of the Internet and Internet culture, Um, but maybe not really known to many by, uh, I guess, your government name, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, uh, With us here tonight, we have uh, Christian uh, Dumas. Dumay. Yeah. Okay. Dume. Okay. Dumais, sorry. Um, I butchered your name, so you know, <laughs> you have not been the first and you well, will not be the last. Don't worry, you are not the first either. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here with uh Christian Dumais, um, also known as um most famously known as uh, Drunk Hulk. Um but you know, in since the Drunk Hulk days, uh you you're you've Done quite a few things, and we're here to talk about uh, what's been going on since. So, without any other, without any further ado, uh, Christian, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. Happy to be here. So. Um we're here really to discuss your latest book, Killing It, uh, a collection of short stories. And of course, right now is when um, my phone is going to start ringing off the hook. So <laughs> let me just quickly uh, just take care of that very quick. No um, problem okay all right so there we go um so you you we're here to talk about your your latest book um and the best way to that I can describe it um having read it it's a collection of um short stories that that they're they kind of it's horror comedy if I if I can yeah if I I guess I can call it that you know um they they range from a number it, it reminds me of it ranges from kind of like the satirical all the way out to like some, a concept for like the outer limits. And I don't know if, if, um, for those who might be listening, I am very much dating myself uh, with that (laughs) reference. Um, but if you grew up uh, in in the late 80s, 90s, you know, The Outer Limits uh, was a sci-fi show, sci-fi horror show uh, that oh, would yeah. come on. I think weekly, right? It was something like like a, a weekly okay. thing. Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, yeah. There are so many of them, too. So many great ones.
0: Yeah. So, you know, um, so... All all that being said, is that like a fair, fair way of kind of giving people like the broad strokes? um... Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, but, you know, like the
1: outer limits or, you know, or Twilight Zone or, um, you know, I guess I I was, I will date myself. I'll I'll go back further to something like Amazing Stories, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, from the 80s where it kind of had the. You know, and Tales from the Crypt did it as well, where it just kind of had a really kind of interesting balance between being kind of playful and then being kind of sinister at the same time. Sure. Um So, yeah, I, I just, I have this, you know, they're my two favorite Genre basically is, is horror and and then humor. Um, so and when you can find that sweet spot where you can do both at the same time, uh, that's where that's where I have the most fun. Yeah,
0: I think um, I, I I think the thing that really stood out to me was, was the um, the insurance uh, story. Uh, you know, uh, the American <laughs> abroad being yeah. asked to buy insurance for a rental car. And, right. you know, like it's, it's, it starts off very much. Um, you kind of put your guard down. You're, you're not really quite sure uh, where you're going with this. It's just like an American abroad, you know, you can see kind of almost like you can almost hear the Benny Hill music about to play in the background. Right. And then, you know, <laughs> things take a very dark turn. Yeah. Um, I, I won't go into it, but it's just like, you know, choosing that story specifically to start the book, I think was, um, I think it was one of my favorite choices, Yeah. Uh, just because it, it's again, very unassuming on its face, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, um, being an American who's traveled abroad. I, I can honestly say like, I'm not going to be the idiot American that's, said, <laughs> that does this and then has no clue what they're doing. Um, so yeah, you know, um, yeah. yeah. Well, and then, and I, so just, you know, like kind of the pacing of, of the book was that, uh, I guess it it is intentional, but like, can, was it like, how much input did you have in in just kind of selecting those stories and putting them in, in the sequences that they were? Uh, well, I mean, it was, it was all me.
1: So the hardest part was just finding, an order uh, that kind of works because some of the stories get particularly dark um, and they're not funny at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it was just trying to find kind of like a nice balance of kind of going up and down um, in terms of, Emotion or anything, because I, I didn't want it to go too heavy in one direction for too mm-hmm. long, and vice versa. Uh, so uh, that was it. I, I thought the agreement, the the story you you cited, um, was kind of a a bound because it, it it's absurd and mm-hmm. it's it's dark and it's funny uh, in its way, and and to me, it, it's a good indicator of whether you're going to like this book or not um Mm -hmm. so um and that's why i started it with uh, that particular story
0: so um the the stories you know it it sounds like a very cheesy question but you know i I always am very curious about you know um where, where do the ideas like originate from you know, um, <laughs> you know, th- is it something that you, you kind of like, I know you have like a, a, up standup comedy background and like, mm-hmm. you know, some of, some of the stories can feel like, you know, like you can almost tell them on stage, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. it, I guess like are are does the comedy discipline, will the stand up comedy discipline uh, affect the writing or vice versa? Or is it kind of all like a big jumbled mess? And, and it, uh, it, it's a bit of a match. Um, you
1: know, now that I think about it, like um, one of the earlier drafts of uh, the syllabus story with the professor mm-hmm. who creates a new syllabus based on the fact that uh, his student can now carry, openly carry guns in, cl- in the class. Um, uh, one of the early drafts I actually read on stage um, mm. and kind of, uh, and worked out how that would work on paper just by the reaction of the audience. Um, so sometimes that works, um, that worked out pretty well as far as where the ideas come from. Um, you know, I, I guess my, my head goes to dark places you know, and, and I, and, and one of the things I noticed particularly with this book is that every time I go on a holiday or a trip, um, I always come back with a story. So, like um, the one of the most recent stories in, in the book, I think the last one, the all-inclusive vampire, um, mm-hmm. actually came from last summer when I went on, on a, a trip to Greece. Uh, we went to Knife island for a week, and I we were in this kind of like resort, and I just had this, you know, idea that you know. <sighs> what if there was a vampire here? What would your reaction be? But then in the idea of it being, well, what if the fact that it was killing the guests or the people wasn't the problem, but the fact was that it was ruining their online Google ratings, the reviews. And so that's where that kind of came from. But for some reason, every time I go on a trip, so we went to uh, Warsaw uh, the other week for a couple of days and and, uh, I came back with a story that I'm already working on. Um, So I don't know, it's just that, it's, it's just like taking everything one step further you know, mm-hmm. and, and horror is that in a way, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, it's a, a kind of an ultimate what if, you right. know, like, well, what if this happens or what happens? And I just kind of follow that through. So that's pretty much it. You know, like the, um, the agreement story you mentioned, uh, you know, that was another one, you know, it's just the idea of like, you know, what if this very <laughs> simple misunderstanding um, would lead to a, a, just a complete series of tragedies. Um, right. You know, and it's, it's all that. So it's just that I have a kind of like a what if thing in my head, you know, maybe from the Marvel comics or, or in general, mm-hmm. but it's just just how my brain works. So um, I just like to explore, you know, how far that goes. Pull, pull yeah, and, and
0: I think, you know, I think you, you're, you definitely kind of hit it there with, especially with the, the genres of, of horror and comedy, right? Cause a, mm-hmm. a lot of it is, you know, pulling on that thread, also kind of pushing the envelope, seeing how far you can take it before mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. kind of falls apart. Right. Because like some of the best uh, comedy and the best horror um, movies and stories are, they push you just to like the knife's edge. And then yeah. they, they, Know how to bring you back, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I think um I think this book does it very well. Like I said, like I was very interested in the the pacing and the order of the of the stories because there were times where you know, like it started off absurd, and then there were uh, a, a few stories in it was just like it was like whoa, this is getting very heavy, you know, <laughs> like, and then it's just like you know, and then it was pulled back. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, and it was this constant tug going from the absurd to the heavy and, and yeah. all those places in between. Um, you know, we we actually tried to do this a, a while ago, um, but it, it didn't quite work out. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I had, um, you know, expressed to you, especially like having been so fresh off of reading the book, you know, I said, this reminds me of. Like the far side, um, you know, you know, it's, it's very, it's very absurd in in certain ways, but, um, it's very grounded in what's happening now. Like, uh, is it say, you know, the reason why I asked about, um, where do some of these stories come from? Because things like the syllabus, you know, it feels like it was, you know. You, you just read a story about something crazy like that mm-hmm. a week ago and here it is in this book. And it's, it feels so timely and it feels very relevant. Um, but also it kind of, at least from my perspective. And, you know, I say this because, you know, being, being an American and you, um, not living in the U.S., I I often wonder like what we must look like (laughs) to the rest of the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, um, a classroom shooting anywhere else in the world would be like, okay, you know what, we're going to do away with the guns. We're going to do away with like open carry, like that's it. But here it becomes a, well, you know, guns don't actually kill people. It's sure. the bullets that do. Sure. So, you know, and and that really kind of um, stuck with me, uh, I think, because, because of that reason, right? Because mm-hmm. it was just so absurd to, to see, you know, here's a, a professor that basically said, you know what? I don't care what you do, whatever you say, it's right. Um, yeah. Because I know you're, you have a gun. Right. Right. And then, and it still wasn't enough. Like the appeasement wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. 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 So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 it just like really just really hit home in, in a very, um, in, in a way that made me stop and think it's just like, you know, maybe people who make policy should read more books like this. <laughs> because it's yeah. yeah.
1: Well, well, I mean, we're being optimistic that you know any kind of story could change people's yeah. minds. You know, I mean, what what I didn't realize it until I could step back in the book. But you know, there are basically two stories that are kind of about uh, guns in America, which is the the agreement and the syllabus. Um, and it's about, you know, and particularly with the agreement it is about how the rest of the world sees Americans and America. And, and you know, and there's, there's there's a kind of a good direct conversation about it. So yeah, it's it's a weird thing, you know, and I've been I've been living abroad now for a long time. So I'm even I'm particularly getting to the point now where um I can't even relate to some of the things because I'm just I'm I'm not there anymore. I'm I've just mm-hmm. been outside for too long. So it's kind of very dis- discouraging at times, you know, just sure. to see. Uh so it's uh it's pretty crazy. So we live in definitely we live in interesting times, you know.
0: And that that's putting it very mildly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there, I, I I often um, you know it often kind of goes boils down to like the the argument of you know does art inspire reality or does reality inspire art mm-hmm. and you know some of the things that if we if you read off some of the things that happen um, you know in in even in global politics today to an yeah. alien and just read it with <laughs> no. With no preamble, no sure. no no intonation, no leaning one way or the other. Like they all look at us like there's something seriously wrong here. Like, what do you mean? Um, and I, I think the the book kind of um, does that in a lot of ways, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. like it's absurd, but it's just like the plausibility in each of these stories. It's just like there's that that there's that at least one or two times when you read any of these stories where it feels like you know what that's possible. Like, like I could see this happening and it's Mm -hmm. just like, um, and I think that's, that's really what made it such a, a, despite the fact that it does get very dark and heavy at times, Mm -hmm. it was a very quick read. Um, you know, I I am, I am not one to read much fiction, but you -hmm. know, the fact that I was able to just like pour through it is always a good sign. So thank you. I mean, but I think,
1: Part of that for you could have just been that the story of it really short and and uh, I, I'm very mindful of that. I, I like, mm-hmm. you know, but part of the the challenge is, is that, you know, like how much impact can I create? with as few words as possible, you know, like, you know, how many words it take for me to scare you? How many words does it take for me to, to make you laugh? You know, I mean, it's the same thing with being on stage, when you're, you know, doing comedy is just that you have to be economical, you know, and every word counts. And I, I I do believe that when it comes to short fiction, you know, that I want you to be able to sit down for a few minutes and get a full experience, you know, and something that kind of, to stay with you maybe, um, or something that keeps you thinking, you know, whether it's just pushing beyond the, you know, the imagination of the story or if there's a message in a story, uh, that you, that you like. So yeah. When some, and sometimes it's just goofy just to be goofy. So, um,
0: and, know. and, I it's definitely appreciated. You know, like I said, like it's just Yeah, like, like I said, like um when 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 you push that envelope, like you definitely do. And it's like I'm not really trying to oversell this book at all. Like it's <laughs> it's really one of those things where um you know, the, the, the sound bomb story just kind of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that, that one kind of is like, that one was just kind of dark for like, yeah. It, and it, Yeah. It, it's yeah. It was just kind of like, it, it I, I was waiting for like almost like that, the punchline and, and it never quite got there, but it was just like, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is just like, okay.
1: Well, I, I mean, to me, the, the punchline in that is essentially is just, you know, this horrible thing happens and mm-hmm. and the whole thing is framed in the fact that they're trying to figure it out, to recreate it, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Uh so and I think that that's, you know, what what makes it kind of funny, you know, and sure. absurd and and you know, and I, and I think that that's the part where you feel maybe it might be too real. Like, like, Oh, that, yeah, they might, someone might try to do that and, you know, or replicate it.
0: And yeah. And and also like, you know, um, I, I I recognize that probably at the time when I was reading it, the, you know, I was pretty, I, I kind of, you know, it's, it's weird because like we've been living through a pandemic for, you know, Mm. Um, going on on three years now almost Um, yeah yeah you know and um you know having said that like we're we're constantly hearing you know like like there's a lot of noise out there there's you know like even talking folks down that like look this isn't like a weaponized thing you know despite whatever youtube tells you so it's just like kind of it all felt a little too real at the moment um Mm -hmm. you know but but again like now kind of having some distance to it and just kind of hearing you like talk about it, it's like yeah that makes a lot more sense so like you mm-hmm. know i think maybe reading a little bit too much into it but you know <laughs> i mean i <clears throat> again like you mentioned th- these are very very interesting times that we live in and it's like um you know nothing nothing quite seems normal anymore
1: no no for for good and for bad i mean for, for sure yeah uh it's 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 a little frustrating. I mean, it just <laughs> you know, if you had a, a time machine and went back thirty years and explained to people, you know, what what is going on, it, it would just it would just seem like a ridiculous movie, yeah. You know? oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's
0: it, I, I always kind of likened it to um you know, like this is one of those zombie apocalypse movies that we're living through, except <laughs> yeah. that, you know, like um, people are out there wanting to get bit. Sure. And it's just like, wow, OK, this is this is not what I expected. You well, know, so.
1: you know, I get this. I've talked about it and I, I, I wish I had a recording of it, but I think like in 2015. I did this lecture at this uh, pop culture uh, convention here in Poland and it was, it was about Lovecraft and, Mm -hmm. and, and about modern America. And, and, and the whole point was that I, I drew this line from the Lovecraft to now, particularly to Trump because he Mm -hmm. was running for president at that time. And it, and, and like many people, I, I, I was laughing it off and, and I had a full confidence that there was no way she could possibly win. And, and one of the things that I, I, I'm always talking about to people here is that, you know, it, it for instance, when you go to a bookstore here in Poland, it, if there is a horror section, if there is in a bookstore, most of the time there's not. And if there is, it's very small. Mm -hmm. And there are very few Polish writers writing horror and there are very few like legitimate horror um, movies made in Poland. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is, is that they don't need to create or invent monsters because historically they've seen enough. And in America, if you look at our culture, if you look at our literature, we have ghost stories. We have horror stories from the very beginning. It's like, Mm -hmm. right, they're always there. Like, you know, like even Sleepy Hollow, um, you know, um, uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne's uh, stories. Like, you know, you have this kind of like gothic horror. And then you have like, you know, someone coming in like uh, eventually Lovecraft and all this. And it's really interesting of how we were always flirting with this apocalyptic notion you know, and, and I feel like that we've gotten to this. We've accelerated to a point that we're constantly flirting with the idea of everything that we know disappearing. Right. And some of us are rightfully afraid of it. And some of us want it. They want to, like, challenge themselves. They think that they're going to become Mad Max or something, you know. <laughs> I, you know, and it's just – and it's a weird thing, you know. If yeah, Mad weird... Max didn't want to be Mad Max. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and I, I think it's just a weird thing to see. And, and, and it's such an American thing is that we want to see it all burned down. And when, in reality, we had it made – more than anyone, you know, for so long. Like we didn't even... (laughs) you know, historically it's just that we didn't really experience tragedy or you
0: know, or, it, or definitely not at the level that, you know, uh, a lot of other um nations like you mentioned you are you're, you're living in Poland right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we've never lived through anything even remotely like uh what the Polish people experienced sure. during during even the, the first and second world wars. Sure. Like you know like right. that that's completely foreign to us. And the closest thing I think that um that people will compare it to in this country is is nine eleven, which again, you right. know, not not minimizing anyone's experience, but doesn't really compare to to the scale of loss mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know two world wars had on on an entire you know continent. Right. Well, I mean. You
1: know, so I I find the whole notion of it kind of interesting, you know, but that, that, so we see, we see this in our pop culture now, zombie apocalypse movies, just different Mm -hmm. kinds of apocalyptic films and even now pandemic movies and all this. And there is, I think this weird kind of itch that Americans keep scratching towards, Mm -hmm. you know, this kind of weird destruction. And and I think that it's something that's been ingrained in our kind of DNA uh, in the nation. And, and, you know, of course we've been, we're literally founded on violence and, you know, and everything that we built has been uh, found uh, built on, you know, the blood of, of millions of people and all this. And it's just, it's such a weird thing, you know, and, and we keep inventing, monsters and 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 things and I just find it very fascinating because it you know because like I said I talk to people here in Poland and they're not really interested in you know horror in a way that we are you know and that's why like uh, there's um a really interesting uh polish uh slasher movie um called uh oh gosh you no one you'll no one sleeps in the woods tonight or something like that. And it came out a couple of years ago. And it's, a, it's like a proper, like, you know, camp flasher, film. flasher yeah. film in the camps. And it's very, you know, you can see the influences from American, American film. And it's great, you know, and I, I love to see that experience and that, those ideas filtered through the context of a different culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's a, it's really interesting. And he just came out with a sequel that is just completely batshit insane. And, you know, <laughs> but it's trying. It, it took a big swing at something, you know, something different, you know.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: And I love it, you know, but it's just still, you know, but it's just that, it's america you know it's just that we were were are fascinated by horror and you know and i and i just <coughs> i think it says something about us that you know and it it reveals something about us that i don't think we've really reconciled quite yet
0: so All right now you know this is uh this is so you know kind of uh with what you're saying there Hmm. Do you think? Um, do you think there's still room to grow in the genre? Like at, at least you know, in terms of um, pushing pushing the envelope further. What, you know, whether it's written or or how, whatever the medium is. Do you Oh, think? oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I I
1: hope so. I mean, I want you know, I, 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 I want to see it. I want to experience it. I want to read it. Watch it. Mm-hmm um uh sure i mean there there have to be and and i think that all all the best horror is a reflection of of our culture and you know even you know the the recent halloween movies um were surprisingly prescient um and reflective of of what's been happening um and you know and, and on the surface you know that, that particular property feel like we've kind of did
0: we've everything we could with it. Right. right.
1: And, you know, and they, uh, they managed to find something new to, to say. Um, uh, yeah, but definitely, uh, I, al- I always think they're room. Uh, uh, I'm optimistic about that.
0: Awesome. Um, now if, if you had to recommend, uh, a current, um, like horror book or series, oh, man. or even author, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone that you're currently digging, like who, who would you, who would you recommend? Uh,
1: you know, this is one of the questions that you always hope people ask. And then when they do, you don't know what to say. It's kind of like when they say, you know, tell me, tell me your favorite joke or something. And you never <laughs> remember. Um, Oh gosh. Uh, you know, and this is dating me. I, I've been on a big Stephen King kick lately. I've been rereading a lot of Stephen King, um, and you know he's he's amazing he's always been amazing and he's i have a lot to say about him uh and the fact that he's still writing and 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 still creating some amazing things uh, i i'm always appreciative of as a as a as a reader and a fan and um and uh his uh and joe hill uh who i really love his stuff and i i and i really love his comic books. As well, and I, I love the fact that he's he plays in that medium um, as well as create these fantastic books and, and short stories. Um, <clears throat> but, gosh, you know, there's so many new writers out there and, and new experiences, but I can't I can't think of them at the moment. I love what Jordan Peele is doing. Oh yeah, Um, for sure.
0: Very, uh, very, uh, it's, you know what it is. It's funny you mentioned that because I I think that that's a great example of taking the what if question mm -hmm. and just like, and just really pushing it, like really, really just, you know, using that as the basis to take you to places where you kind of maybe thought about in passing, but never really, invested in that, that sure. line so yeah mm-hmm. great stuff there yeah yeah
1: I mean I, I love that and I, I'm looking forward to his new movie um, but I, I just I, I just love what he's doing um, uh, there's like our directors like uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead uh, their movies uh, Resolution uh, The Endless Spring and um, and a couple of new ones, and I think they—I think uh, they've done. They directed, a, um, or they are directing, uh, some episodes of Moon Knight, the new show. Oh,
0: interesting! Um, yeah. So
1: they're fantastic independent directors, and who who, who just just make really fascinating uh, works and movies um, and, and original original ideas, which I uh, which are awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, but gosh, uh, there, there, there's so <laughs> many, um, I, I just kinda, I'm blanking at the same time. So
0: yeah, no, no worries. My, no worries. My bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad that, that that one got you, got you thinking because, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not like I want to, you know, stump you, but I always want to make sure that, you know, like you can always say like, you know what? It's a really good question. Well, I, I know <laughs> that like when we, when I hang up, it's going to be like, you know, like, Oh, this, well, I forgot her. If, you know, if like, <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. always, always, always. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, Christian, I, I know it's pretty late, uh, on your end. I don't want to, um, keep you too, too much longer. um, if you don't mind, could you uh, just let people know where they can find you online and also where they can pick up the book? Oh, of course. Well, the, the book,
1: uh, killing it. And my other books are available, you know, on Amazon and, uh, wherever books are sold. And, um, And as far as you can find me on uh, Instagram and and Twitter, Puff Chrissy, uh, P-U-F-F-C-H-R-I-S-S-Y. And uh, com is where you can read about uh, what I'm doing and all my books and uh, my professional site um, where I'm an editor and and one of those mysterious content creators, uh, at <laughs> C A Dume.com and, uh, C A Dume at, you can find me also everywhere, um, from Facebook, um, to, uh, Instagram and on. So, but yeah, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you having me and, and let me, uh, kind of talk. So thank you very much.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for, for everything.
1: Oh, Thank you, man. You- Take care.